Hello, hello. Let's talk about leadership. It is Lara Pereca. I'm so glad you're here. Let's talk about leadership. Let's give yourself a little checkup. Whether you are a leader of a large corporation or whether you are a parent of a few children or even one child, you are a leader. So let's talk about how you can be a better leader. There was a book once called Everything I Need to Know I Learned in Kindergarten. And I love that book because it had some cute ideas. But I'd like to right now propose that everything I learned about leadership, I learned by being a classroom teacher. So I'm going to share some principles that are universal, no matter who you're leading, where, when, why, and how. Are you ready? The first one is that great leaders never forget that it's people, not mandates, not programs, not directives that determine the quality of your organization or your family or whatever you're leading in. That's right. Now on a scale of one to 10, how do you feel about that? Are you someone who really puts that emphasis and uh, care into the people and recognize that that's the most important thing? When I'm helping businesses with marketing, it's all about not just the employees, but the customers and both employees and customers need to be treated as the beloved So think about that. Do you, on a scale of 1 to 10, how important are people to you as a leader? All right, number two, because I told you I was going to give you a dozen or so. (laughs) Great leaders establish clear expectations from the start and follow them consistently as time goes on. This is one that I had struggled with in the past with my children. I would often try to treat them like equals. Oh, so what do you think? Well, I'll explain in detail while why mommy says we have to do this. And uh, for some reason, I didn't do that in the classroom. Boy, I had those clear expectations. We used cueing as the kids walked in the door. Uh, as we enter the room, make sure you open your book to page 42. Uh, so It depends in your life. You know, we talk about balance and sometimes we're better at work than we are at home or vice versa. Uh, But just looking at whatever is most important to you that you consider your leader in, how do you rate yourself on a scale of one to 10? As a great leader, do you establish clear expectations from the start and do you follow them consistently as time goes on? Mm, Something to think about, some area for some of us to grow in. I know I grew in that way with my children. I kind of raised two only children because when one was 12 and a half, I had my second child. (laughs) So basically, I've been raising children for 32 years and only two. All right. So number three, when your people, I'll say people because it could be for you, your students, it could be your family, your children, whoever you're leading, could be your whole organization, could be your leadership team, whoever your people are, when your people Let's use a word from uh, from the classroom, misbehave. <laughs> what do you do? Because great leaders have one goal, to keep the behavior from happening again. See, they don't focus on, oh, you're bad. What you did was bad. Let's punish you. It's all about bad, bad, bad. Instead, they focus on what can we do that's positive and productive and leads us in the direction we want to go, which is that misbehavior not happening again. How do you rate yourself on a scale of 1 to 10? Number four, great leaders have high expectations for their people, but even higher expectations for themselves. I have always been a continual learner and I have always had high expectations for myself. 
When we get into trouble is when we are too focused on our people and what they're doing wrong and our expectations of them and less focused on our expectations of ourselves. See, if you keep growing, your people will grow. When I do trainings in leadership, it's always about helping my leaders of that organization to grow because then naturally the fallout will be better home life and better life with their employees and their teams that they're leading. Scale of one to 10, where do you fit in there? Number five, great leaders know who the variable is. They are. You know, a good leader will consistently strive to improve and focus on something that they can control, which is their own performance. So always turn it around and focus on what you can do to grow. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at that? Do you know that the variable is you? And when things are going awry, do you blame everyone else or, or society or the trends that are happening? Or do you say, I'm the one who takes 100% responsibility for this? Number six, great leaders create a positive atmosphere in their organization. They treat every person with respect. In particular, they understand the power of praise. As a classroom teacher, this is something that we know very well. People need to know that you care or that you notice even what they're doing. Praise goes a long way. You create the atmosphere. When I was a classroom teacher, my class was like, it was like a kingdom and I was the king, except for I knew well to give choice. And I think I've told you this before, but in second grade, I would have the students sitting in groups of four, put four books on the table and say, choose a book. So every week for four weeks, they got to choose one of those books. They felt so uh, confident and, and happy about being able to have choice because when we have choice, when we let our people have choice, they will have ownership. They buy in more. But don't you know, at the end of the four weeks, all four of those students had read all four of those books. (laughs) And in second grade, it's all about having them read on grade level so they can improve their vocabulary and improve their reading skills to get to the next level. So we want them to read a lot on their level. So do you do that with your people? Do you make sure that the atmosphere is set, that you recognize that you set that atmosphere? And do you treat everyone with respect? Understanding the power of praise? Scale of 1 to 10, where are you there? Number 7. Great leaders consistently filter out the negative that doesn't matter and share a positive attitude. I remember once as a mentor uh, speaking to one of the principals of one of the schools where I mentored and asking her how things were going. And she said, you know... The hardest part of my job is trying to filter out the mandates and things that come from above that we must do so that my teachers can do what they need to do, which is teach. And that was a great leader. Think about that. Being able to filter out what doesn't matter and constantly remain positive. Great leaders are consistently filtering out negative things that don't matter. If you're one of those people who is uh, into drama and always talking about the bad things that happen and recreating those on the job or wherever you're leading, you could really up your game by backing away from that. Number eight, great leaders work hard to keep their relationships in good repair, to avoid personal hurt and to repair any possible damage. 
a poor leader will yell at an employee and then never return to that employee to have a smoothing over conversation, to apologize or whatever. But a great leader would work hard to keep relationships in good repair. Why? Obviously, because good relationships lead to better work environment, which lead to better productivity, higher sales and revenue, everything. If, you, if it's at home, of course you want your children to be happy and productive, your spouse. Of course, if, it's in a, if you're leading a small group, you want everyone to get along well. Your job is to keep those relationships in good repair. On a scale of 1 to 10, give yourself a rating. Number 9, great leaders have the ability to ignore trivial disturbances, and the ability to respond to inappropriate, let's call it in education behavior, without escalating the situation. So let's say you're leading a team, let's say you're in a book club and you're leading the team and something has happened that's a disturbance. Do you have the ability to respond properly? Respond to inappropriate behavior without escalating the situation. This means maybe pulling the person aside who's responsible instead of calling them out in front of the group to embarrass them and cause them to need to react in a negative way. There are so many interpersonal skills necessary in business and in your personal life. Once you develop them, work on those interpersonal skills because you will become a great leader if you do. Number 10, great leaders have a plan and a purpose for everything they do. I was sitting in the principal's office when I was a classroom teacher. She was a real crab. <laughs> she was a very, uh, let's just say, worse than mediocre. She, she was not even a mediocre principal. She was, she was uh, ill-equipped to handle elementary school students because she had come from middle school, a middle school background, and you treat middle schoolers differently. And she was complaining about something I was doing in the classroom. And I said to her, with no disrespect, with all respect, uh, everything I do has a purpose. I'm a national board certified teacher. Let me explain why I do that. And I explained it to her because she was unaware of the reason I was doing what I was doing. And in her mind, hey, this thing here that you're doing isn't good. It isn't what I want in my kingdom. She was um, more of a dictator. (laughs) And by the way, dictatorship does not work well in leadership, at least not in America. (laughs) All right. So how are you on a scale of 1 to 10 for that? Is there a plan and a purpose for everything you do? The better you get at leadership, the better you will get at this. Time can help you with this, but you got to pay attention. You have to be a lifelong learner. If things don't work out the way you want them to, do you reflect on things? How you could do it differently? How you could adjust and plan accordingly? Number 11, before making any decision or attempting to bring about any change, great leaders ask themselves one central question. What will the best people think? So you're not thinking about another, uh, let's say you're in management. You're not thinking about another person in management and what they would do if you do not respect them as one of the best people. Think of the best people. When I became a speaker, I thought, what would Martin Luther King Jr. say to me about speaking, public speaking? Because that's one of the best people in our industry. He, he, was, he was able to move mountains with his speeches. So before making any decision as a leader, do you attempt to bring around any change? Because that's what leaders do, right? We're responsible for change. Do you ask yourself that question? What do the best people think about this? All right. Next, 12. Great leaders continually ask themselves, themselves, 
Who is the most comfortable and who is the least comfortable with each decision they make? They treat everyone as if they were good. If you're treating some of your people as if they are not good, you are are not at your maximum capacity. You are not at uh, the best in leadership because when you treat people well as if the best will come out of them, you have a much higher likelihood of the best coming out of them. That only, um, only stands to reason. When I was a classroom teacher, I remember at one school, there were two schools next to each other, so we had two principals, one in the morning and one in the afternoon. <laughs> and one, Principal A, came in and was expecting the best of us, jolly, happy person, and helped us through our trials and tribulations. Principal number two came in with her clipboard. We used to call her Hitler. Oh no, Hitler's walking down the hall, <laughs> looking for things wrong, looking to catch teachers lining their kids up two minutes early looking for things that she could write them up about. Which are you? Or where are you in between on a scale of 1 to 10? Hmm. Now, um, along with that, being comfortable, let's think about making people comfortable because some leaders tend to want everyone to be comfortable. I've done this myself with family. Oh, I want the spouse and the children to be comfortable. So I'll do something that doesn't really rattle people too much. But that is not what we're talking about here. Yes, treat everyone as if they're good, but also continually ask yourself who's most comfortable and who's least comfortable because people who are most comfortable will grow the least and people who are least comfortable are forced to grow. So this is a little bit of a trick one. You're thinking, oh, uh, I'm probably supposed to ask myself who's most comfortable because I want everyone to be comfortable. No, you want people to be a little uncomfortable. In the classroom, when students are learning the most is when they're just at the edge of comfortable. It is just a little too hard. It's a little too difficult for them. You don't want it to be way too difficult or they can't make that jump. It's not a firm enough foundation. But if it's too easy, they're not growing. That's in life in general, in your whole life. If your relationship is too easy and too great, nobody's growing. Don't stay there too long. Remember, an object in motion tends to stay in motion, so you don't want to be too comfortable too long staying still. So remember to pay attention to who's least comfortable and that they'll be growing. And those people that are most comfortable, hmm, maybe you want to think about what you can do to give them a little bit of discomfort to push them to grow. 13. Great leaders Keep things in perspective in the center of the real issue of their organization or their family or their classroom, whoever you are, whatever your thing is. You keep things in perspective that have to do with ROI, return on investment. Let's say in the classroom it's testing. In your business it would be uh, whatever your um, mandates are or whatever areas you're, you're testing. The areas that you are measuring Keep that in perspective. If you are too much about, well, this salesperson has uh, has made this much money and this other one, eh, he's not meeting the quotas, so all we go by is the numbers. Call them in the office. Listen, your numbers are down. Boom, you're out of here. Keep that in perspective. Great leaders are keeping that in perspective. They are not saying that those numbers are the only thing that matters. Where are you on a scale of 1 to 10? Because if you're centering on the real issues, the real issues of leadership are growth of your team, creating new leaders, right? Think about that. What is your main objective? What are your main goals as a leader? 
And it's not the numbers. I mean, the numbers are important, but they're not the only thing. And finally, great leaders care about their people. Remember I said, I teach people, treat them as the beloved. Do you? Scale of 1 to 10, do you understand that behaviors and beliefs are tied to emotion? Do you understand that the power of emotion to jumpstart change is astronomical? Utilize emotion. Tap into that. If your people love you, they will walk over broken glass for you. Be a great leader and understand the power of emotion. Understand that behaviors and beliefs are tied to emotion. So if you want to change behaviors, you got to change the beliefs. You got to use, utilize emotion. Almost each one of these little ideas I've given you can, I can turn into a keynote or to a training or presentation for your people if you so desire. And if you want coaching, I can coach you as well. I love you very much. You are my beloved. And I hope you did well as a leader on your scale of 1 to 10 as you're le- in your leadership. <laughs> and more importantly, that wherever you fell on that scale of 1 to 10, that you are growing. That's more important than where you are, is that where you're going. Love you lots. Bye-bye.